Hello and welcome to the You're an Asset podcast. I'm your host, Casey the Dollar. And on this podcast, we find out who is an asset in the financial industry and who is just an ass. It is. The BMIs are stupid. On today's episode, I have a very special guest. You might have seen him before. You might know who he is. You might have worked with him if you've reached out to Power 3 Financial. You may know him as Fill Your Pockets. And it is none other than my friend, my business partner, the producer of this show, Ryan Stockbridge. That's me. What's up, Casey? <laughs> Thanks for having me on. <laughs> what is this? That's yeah, a double fingers. There, there was, there was so many uh, credentials. I think it was worth two waves. You deserve it, my friend. I don't get to brag about you enough. I try to to shout you out here and there, but people need to know about Ryan Stockbridge. That's that's how I feel. So you deserved the big intro, okay? And the double hand wave <laughs> made it weird, but it's <laughs> how you doing today, huh? I'm doing good. We're juggling a lot of things today, but I'm happy to be here yeah. and uh, happy to to make this happen. Any anything in particular that you're juggling? at the moment uh, um a child <laughs> a child we got we got people coming to fix fix our fence today we got we just got a new dog so my house is absolutely wild my office but but you know this is a nice little little break from the usual chaos you're having a baby and you're you're working non-stop and taking care of two dogs and Putting on the podcast every episode, you're a man of many talents. I like to keep busy. I'm happiest when I'm productive. I know this. That's why I constantly give you more. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Not only edit the show, right? But come be a guest too and then edit yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everything's good. This is good. This is this is gonna be good podcast content. I mean, insurance agents are normal people. They have babies, dogs, responsibilities. Wow. What a day to be alive. What a day to be alive. I, I really like being a dad, though. Yeah. It's, uh, it's challenging. I've grown in many ways that I probably wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> that's what they say. That's what we're going to go with. <laughs> Ain't nobody over here faking no bullshit. That's the reason right. I'm looking through this book right now is because we're going to be talking about a book today that's literally mind fucked us all. It literally has. It's called The Freedom of Government. Um, we're not going to be talking about whether Ryan's an ass or an asset um, because he's an asset. But but anyway, this book, this book, The Freedom of Government, How to Reclaim Your Power by Trent Goodbody. All right. So there was, you know, a group of us reading a couple chapters and coming back in and talking about it each week. And each week it was like, <laughs> wait, what? Exactly. Like mind blown. I mean, Ryan, what was your initial reaction? I think the idea is intriguing as it is before before you even open the page. Freedom from government. A lot of people are pissed off about paying taxes and all these things. You've seen 
um, this idea of becoming a sovereign citizen all over TikTok. But my first impressions getting into it, I was like, all right, we're going right into conspiracy theories here. Uh, you know, <laughs> it was like, we're, we're talking about the Vatican. We're talking about, you know, elite Illuminati, you know, controlling our mind, body and soul. Yeah. Which I was like, oh boy, here we go. Like, I'm all for a good conspiracy theory. But when you're trying to do something or look into information that's so, you know, law-based, and then we dive into conspiracy theories and the Pope is uh, stealing our souls without us knowing, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right, well, yeah. there we go. Oh, okay. I feel like he should have put that chapter at the end. Like, here's a little little <laughs> extra for you. You know, if this wasn't crazy yeah. enough, let's talk about uh, the Illuminati. But yeah, I'm glad I stuck through it because he does start getting into some, some juicy things about yeah. taxes. Uh, and tax yeah. law, just law in general. The reason that we even found out about it is because a client reached out to us, right? And was like, hey, I became sovereign and I'm wondering if I can take advantage of life insurance because I don't pay taxes. So am I allowed to also take advantage of accounts where you avoid taxes? And mm. McCall's like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? You don't pay taxes like you're not a citizen and you want to know if you can get away with more tax advantaged money. Like, I, I would have to find out. But can you tell me how you did this? Because like, <laughs> hi, I would I think other people want to know how to do this. And so she said, I read this entire book and followed it. And now I'm a what was it? I'm a registered resident of a state. Yeah, something like that. Like I said, you hear all, all about this on TikTok, but then to hear yeah. from a client who has actually done it uh, and who had actually accessed money in her social security trust to pay off her debts and pay off her yeah. house, it puts a little bit more credibility behind it to say like, oh, okay, well, let's well, let's skip past the Vatican chapter and get into the meat and potatoes of it, you know, to see to see what they're actually talking about. But yeah, because that's what she said. She literally got money back from the government for canceling her citizenship and she was able to pay off her mortgage. Tell me that's not intriguing. I'm, I'll pay off your mortgage. It's um, at least going to make you listen, right? I mean, uh, for sure. The one thing that I'll, I'll say is that like right in the beginning where Ryan is talking about, they're saying that the Western world operates under a law of the Vatican who are in the God business. And the God business is described as guns, oil, and drugs. And that doesn't even sound like a conspiracy theory to me <laughs> because that's how the Western civilization operates. All we care about is making weapons, selling and, and buying oil and selling drugs and buying drugs, right? Yeah. Like people think that we're trying to make drugs illegal, but we're not. It's just like the lottery. You know, they, they don't want people to, to make their own lottery, but they can have a lottery so that they can, you know, receive half of the course. money in, in tax dollars. So. They need, they need citizens to want to be on drugs so that they can make money off of the drugs. And then they can also put people in prison because then they make money off of the prison system. Right. So it doesn't even sound like a conspiracy to me. Uh, uh, on page 50, it says ways that we enslave ourselves, like ways that Americans don't realize that we're just like putting ourselves in position to be slaves to the government. Um, and one of them is that when you sign a marriage contract, you give up the right to educate your children the way you see fit, giving the state authority to educate them and even remove them from you if necessary. And like, I don't have children, but Ryan yeah. obviously has, just had a baby. So like when you read that, what was your thoughts? Well, I never really thought about it like that. I'd always consider marriage to be, you know, uh, the formation of a business in, in, in the eyes of the state. Um, but when it goes, uh, trickles down to the children, it, it really does make sense. Because if I wanted to school my child in, in, in a way that I see fit, 
if it's not acceptable to the state, they can come in and take your children, which is absolutely wild to me. They want children to be within the school system so that they can get through, go to college and, and be entered into the workforce uh, so that they can start collecting tax dollars. It does make sense. And I mean, of course, you know, you think of like the extremes of it and some people are not very good parents and like the government should step in and take care of the child. I mean, gosh, I'm I, you and I both. I know that you're similar. We're similar in this way. Like, I love watching like a horrible documentaries about real life events that have happened. And there are so many kids that get taken away from their parents for absolutely no good reason. How right. devastating that is that the government can do that. And they abuse their their power all the time. As if they're doing something better, right? Because they take the kids yeah. and put them into the foster system. And we know how bad the foster care system tends to be uh, and yeah. how much abuse tends to go in the foster care system. So it's almost like they don't really care about the lives of the children. It's more about just, I hate to say it, the business of it. No, it is. It is. I mean, it's just like how the prison system is modern day slavery. It's the same. It's the same sort of same sort of concept. Right after this, he starts talking about how as a constitutional right, as citizens of the United States of America, we have the right to travel. But mm -hmm. we then give up our right to freely travel by wanting the driver's license and having a car registered with a license plate and and all of this mm -hmm. and it says your traveling becomes a privilege instead of a natural right because mm -hmm. we're taught that you have to get a driver's license and you have to register your vehicle and you have to follow all of these rules and if you have to do a b c d it's not a it's not a right anymore to drive like you can't just i have a right to travel no, you have the privilege to travel because you're following the rules. Um, and then he goes on to say that you can be fined or punished when you've given away your rights in exchange for privileges because now mm -hmm. you're bound by the law. We've literally enslaved ourselves to the government, to the system, and given up all of our freedoms for privileges that we don't realize we were already naturally supposed to have. You get into this idea, which this book made me think about, this this difference between privileges and rights. This right to travel uh, gets so many people upset when you talk about being a sovereign citizen and not getting a driver's license and then accessing roads and stuff. I know my dad got so pissed off when I was talking to him about this and I was like, well, I'm a human being. I have the I have the right to be wherever I want to be. And I think everyone has the right to be wherever they want to be. And he's like, well, if you don't have a driver's license, you shouldn't be allowed to, to be on our roads. And, he, you know, he takes so much ownership of it, our roads as if the driver's license is going to train you to not kill people or to not drive drunk, you know, or to not get in serious accidents. It doesn't. There, there are terrible drivers on the road, you know, and it's really just seems like a driver's license. It's a, just another toll to pay essentially yeah, 100 i mean i watch youtube a lot at night um funny enough a few of these videos have come across my feed about sovereign citizens and all the videos are bashing sovereigns because of how stupid they are and how they don't think like how they think they're better than than an average citizen and people really <laughs> hate the idea of being a sovereign citizen and it feels like social policing right like i had to do this so you had to do this i pay taxes so you have to pay taxes i had to get a driver's license so you have to get a driver's license and how dare you think you're better than me for breaking the rules or going outside of the norm it's wild it really gets people fired up well, yeah it's so insane because the whole point of someone who is sovereign is that they're like foundational belief is that we all have the right to do whatever we want 
according to humanity and like being a good person and that we are all that we all should be free right we all shouldn't have to pay to exist sovereign people who have taken all these steps are not like oh no i'm i'm better than you they're they're saying we are all too good for the system and just because i've taken the steps doesn't mean that like other people are not now allowed to it means please come with me please like let's Let's destroy the system. Yeah, the system's not working anymore, right? I mean, that's the whole point. But but you touched on it a little bit. I mean, we all should be able to just live based on morals. I mean, this is what, what religion is. It's like following moral principles um, and using that to govern the way we, we go through life. It's about taking responsibility for our own person and taking responsibility for our actions and the way we treat people. 100%. This is, yeah, this is crazy. I think the biggest thing that, that got us excited about this book was the idea of taxes and who who is mm-hmm. um, responsible for paying taxes. A lot of people come to us because they want to offset tax liability uh, in retirement. So another main reason for reading this book was, okay, well, who's actually responsible for taxes? The author, not Casey, not Ryan, the author says... I don't want to sound harsh, but our social brainwashing is phenomenal. For instance, individuals who call themselves patriotic Americans have certain beliefs. Patriotic Americans pay their taxes. However, when you research it, you will find that the taxation system as it exists now is not only contrary to the Constitution, but is in some ways actually illegal. As a matter of fact, the tax system is not even part of the Constitution. The states never ratified it. And that blew my mind. That, that would piss off a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, this. I mean, it would piss off a lot of people. And I understand like a lot of our audience, right, is patriotic Americans and hardworking. Um, and this is new information for us. You know, this isn't something that we've thought and we're just like saying, oh, silly patriotic americans it's like no it's silly all of us because i've talked to people now and they are like yeah of course the taxation system is illegal and the states never ratified it and it's like wait you guys you guys knew that i had no fucking idea that the tax system was anywhere near being illegal none of us did yeah i'm at power three financial and so that's why we're bringing this to you to say like we were all mind blown at this information but it's ironic right where this idea of patriotism paying taxes supporting the infrastructure it feels so american right but on the contrary the irony comes in where it's like, no, it's actually not your responsibility because you are an American citizen. You're paying taxes because of you know fraudulent documents, essentially. Yeah, it's the Sixteenth Amendment specifically, right? That was never ratified, and the the Sixteenth Amendment is is what says U.S. citizens and non-U.S. citizens should be taxed. U.S. citizens, residents of the United States are not supposed to be taxed on their earned income. Tax businesses, right? Tax profits. Me as a person who's doing work, all I'm doing is providing a service at the going mm-hmm. rate. There's no profit there. I treat an equal trade between my energy, my effort for money. But it's just the language of the Internal Revenue Code that makes it feel like you are responsible. It's very, it's it's ambiguous in some ways where it's like, you're responsible to pay the the taxes that you're responsible for. But where does it say what taxes we're responsible for? Uh, and actually it does. It says that American citizens doing work abroad in you know countries that we have treaties with, you're required to pay taxes on the, that money. 
Uh, and then also non-residents coming here to work are also liable to, to pay taxes on the money that they make. So people are just paying taxes because the, the language says, if you're liable to pay taxes, then pay taxes. It's based on the assumption that that you're liable for the taxes so that you have to pay them. It's not necessarily so based on what Trent is saying in the book. The way you said it right now is so simple too, that like the United States of America is supposed to tax businesses and profits. As a W-2 employee, you're not a business and you're not making a profit because like Ryan said, you're trading all of your time to make money. You're you're doing an equal exchange of goods. That is not a profit. You are not a business, so you cannot be taxed on your earned ordinary income. Now, Power 3 Financial is a business who makes a profit, so Power 3 Financial can be taxed. But Ryan, being an insurance agent, is trading his time for money. He should not be taxed on this. Equal exchange, yeah. Not that we're not competent enough to read the Constitution and to understand it, but we're all so busy making money and trying to live that who has time to sit down and read the fine print, right? And we've all yeah. just been living this way for so long that like, why go against the system? Why why test the status quo? Why try to change anything? Like everyone else is in agreement that we pay taxes on our earned income. And this is how it's always that's been. The, that's the way it's been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The wheel continues to move. It's the, it's the biggest, most important voluntary act uh, that you can be doing for America. You know, you gave a ton of money to the government last year. I gave a ton of money to the government last year. I'm sure we would have much rather kept that money if we knew that not all of it was just supposed to be volunteered to the government. Like, oh, here you go. You know, I understand why people say taxation is theft. I found what you're talking about on page 120. It says that in the United States, you have to volunteer to establish establish jurisdiction. Once you do, then you are subject to commands regarding the duties of your office. Hence, the income tax is voluntary in the beginning, but compulsory once you volunteer. What it's saying is that you volunteer for taxes when you sign your very first income tax form, which is probably a W-4, and probably when you're about the age 50. You voluntarily sign a false statement, a false statement that claims that you are subject to jurisdiction, as in you are an officer of the state and you, you're volunteering your services or your time and energy to work to pay taxes to the government because you're an officer of the government. And you have no idea what you just right. signed because you're 15 or 16. And once you sign it, once you do pay taxes one time, we've got him in the system as an officer. He has jurisdiction. And you're saying I am liable for taxes to pay to the government. Yeah, Is it's a lot, a lot of new ideas, right? I mean, it's, it's hard to kind of wrap your head around it. Your, your brain goes, no, 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 reject, stay the course. You know, I want to stay in what's comfortable, what my brain already understands. So 100%. hundred percent. I mean, he goes on to say even the forms that we fill out are the wrong form. Mm -hmm. Every tax document has a number on the top that references the purpose of the document. And the document number on the top of the 1040 actually corresponds to non-resident aliens uh, or foreign taxes uh, as opposed to United States citizens. It says right here, it's got a little a copy of a 1040 ES. It has the OMB number up there. And if we look at the code that it corresponds to, it's the wrong, it's the of, wrong number. For foreign earned income. Right. 
it, yeah, the, the reference number is referencing a completely different form for foreign yeah. earned income. And so this is why people say, you know, it's, it's fraud because they're sort of saying like, oh, well, oops, you know, or, or, or pretending like it doesn't exist so that people continue to just keep paying the taxes, you know? It's wild because the idea that they're, they're fooling us and you can go and find the number at the top of the form and reference it and see that only U.S. citizens who are earning foreign income and resident aliens are supposed to use this 1040 form to to claim their income is is insane that we're all signing it. Like, the government knows they're purposely doing this to us, which is wild, too, to think about that all of us are paying taxes when only people who make money outside of the United States as a U.S. citizen and people who live here but are not U.S. US citizens are supposed to pay taxes. And those taxes are supposed to go to fixing our roads, to our infrastructure, to our healthcare system, to our public edu- education system, to fund the government. Yeah. And instead, they just said, let's just fool everyone and make every U.S. citizen pay taxes and they'll just sign this form and they're not going to question it. It's And it's almost like they, they dangle the carrot of Social Security in front of your face. Like, oh, well, you know, you pay your taxes. Um, that way it goes towards how much you'll get back in, in Social Security. Chances are pretty good that you or I are not going to get Social Security income. It's just yeah, not going to happen. Point, Social Security is supposed to end in what year? 2034? That's what it said in the book. In the first like few chapters, it says that uh, Social Security is supposed to run out by 2034 um, and Medicare is running out by 2026. But we're all paying taxes Mental. so that we can have all these benefits that were the, the, the taxes that we're not even supposed to pay. Exactly. And so like, <laughs> okay, if you believe in the social security system and you want to pay taxes to tally up your credits of earned income, mm-hmm. fine. But at this point, if we're already understanding that the social security system is not working and it's going to fail and go away, why would I report earned income or credits towards a social security program that's not going to exist? I wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't. But the government's not going to let you do that, right? Because yeah. the U.S. government just hit $34 trillion in, right. in debt. Like, it would be different if it was like, oh, we found out that, like, the tax system is illegal, but... We have the best healthcare and the best school systems and the best roads and all of this, but we don't have anything. We have nothing. And people are homeless. People are starving. People can't afford to retire. And we're supposed to be like, oh, our government's in debt. We should pay more money to them. Because it's, it's our debt to pay. And, 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 and that 34 trillion, that's just what they're willing to report. Yeah. 34 trillion is probably extremely conservative. I thought money didn't grow on trees, but it literally does. Like beautiful linen. <laughs> there's there's so much in this book. There is some cognitive dissonance when I read this where I'm like, I want all of this to be true, right? I want to do this. And then a part of me is like, well, wait a minute, what does that really mean? Well, you know, what can you are you okay internally not paying taxes or driving on roads without a driver's license? Am I okay with the idea of maybe getting in trouble? Or having to go to court or getting a letter in the mail that says I'm fucking up and and I need to pay my taxes or they're going to come seize my house and my property. I don't know. And like, I'm even more fucked because I make my money through a business. So like, none of this shit even are, applies to me. And that would be an interesting question, too. Like, is it better 
to be a business because uh, if you're a if you make all your money through the business and the business is technically protecting you right it's a good point though i mean y- your business as an entity gets privileges from the government in in the form of protection and favorable tax treatment but even you as an individual within that business could you make use of that you know cuz technically you're individually separate separate from your company your company is one entity yeah. you are another so your business follows all the rules but then you as an individual as a natural person do whatever the fuck you want, you know? Yeah. You pay yourself income from the business, but then you don't report the tax income, uh, the, the income from the, the business, you know? I understand the business reporting it, you know, the, the business yeah. is earning money, but then what you're getting paid. See, I mean, it's so fucked because, you know, my fucking CPA was like, oh, but you should have another LLC as a sole proprietor so that your company can pay your your other business. And so now I don't even get paid like a normal person from the company as an employer, I get paid to another business. But an LLC registers with the state. You have to show that you made a profit. So like you're doubly screwed to your point of like, it's a scary thing to think about. There's also so many people that have given their life to the government and all, and don't even realize it like CPAs. Like accountants, mm-hmm. like, right? Like if you went yep. to your CPA or like your tax accountant and said, hey, no, like I'm a U.S. citizen and it's illegal for me to be taxed on my earned income, your a tax accountant's going to be like, Fuck. screw off. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. give me, you, cool story, bro. Like, give me your money. That's their whole job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. imagine somebody whose entire world and livelihood revolves around taxes and making sure that you're following tax code saying that no what you're doing what you've dedicated your life to is actually um useless that's kind of yeah. cause a problem in their mind <laughs> i'm gonna be very curious what people have to to say about this that's our point here right it's just bringing the idea to the people that listen to the podcast and say hey you don't have to believe this 100 but it's a it's an interesting idea to consider and at the very mm-hmm. least like what what if you know uh, and i'm curious to hear what they have to say seriously please like in no way are we saying like uh let's i mean i i won't say that i'm saying it and i won't say that i'm not saying it like <laughs> uh, you know that that you should not pay your taxes or your student loans or that you should pay your car insurance um because you know that would not be a good thing for me to to do i'm just saying it's an idea and it's not me it's trent it's strength, yeah. good body, and all kinds of people that have read it, people that have followed the advice. I mean, at the end of this book, was it was wild, right? Because he gives you his letter that he sent to every government official in his home state. And we're talking the bank tellers, the police officers, the, the court, right? Um, the federal government saying, I understand the Constitution, I understand the laws. I understand that you're taking advantage of me, right? And I understand that I I signed things that I didn't know what I was signing and you will not tax me. You will not yeah. ever arrest me unless I do something that's that hurts somebody, right? But you right. won't force me to have a driver's license. You won't check my passport to travel and he was successful at this. Like, imagine there are people out there that don't have a passport, don't have a driver's license, don't register their vehicle, and don't pay taxes. 
and they're living just fine in the United States of America. It's the the, the taxes are just a small component, right? I mean, you mentioned the car insurance, a driver's license, and all these other privileges that we've signed up for now. And it's interesting to consider what would life be like if you took full responsibility for your own person. And if you got into a car accident, you needed to pay for that. If you wanted to drive on roads with other people, you know, what does it look like to not be able to get bank loans? You can't leverage debt uh, because of everything's linked to your social security number. You know, and what are what are these other peripheral effects of going sovereign as opposed to just, you know, not paying taxes? It's almost like a bigger idea to consider. It's an entirely different way of being. That was the big thing that got me like, well, wait, wait, wait. I'm down with not paying taxes, but leveraging debt uh, in a society where everything is priced on, on, on debt. Yeah. I live in LA, man. I can't buy a $2 million home cash, you know? <laughs> I don't want to limit myself here, but right now I can't do that. Yeah. And so, I mean, when we didn't even mention this part because everything links back to your social security number. And when you, if you were to cancel your citizenship to, to accomplish being a sovereign and stop paying taxes, then you, you give up your social security number. Right. And when you give up your social security number, that's when you get money back because your social security number and your birth certificate are are technically a trust, a trust that has value. And if you break it, you get back the value of that trust. And it turns out your social security number is, and your birth certificate are, are part of a trust document. But like you said, everything is connected back to this to this number. So like if you don't have one, then what happens? Then what happens? When I had my son, they run in with the paperwork for social security number right away. They're like, here you go. Uh, I know you're in pain. Uh, I know you can't walk. Uh, you haven't slept for two days. Here's the social security paperwork. Get this back to me by the end of the day. And it's like, oh, shit. You know, new parents like, OK, here you go. Here's all the documents. Here's the birth certificate deductibles. That sounded like you had the baby. No, uh, no. We, we, we both had to fill out the paperwork. I was a uh, completely moral support. I, I could never. Yes. That was um, that was an, an act of God that I that I will never understand. <laughs> but, but, um, but, but yeah, be, no. You know, in, in a vulnerable time when you're like. What's going on? And they're like, here, get this back. This is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. This is what you're supposed to do. Don't don't question it. Because they're playing the long game, right? They're like, okay, in 18 years, 16 years, this person, this child is going to be old enough to start generating revenue for the United States of America. It's wild. As a company, we were having this conversation of like, what would happen, right, if you know, or you just didn't pay your taxes. And then when the IRS came back and said, hey, you owe us this much in taxes. And you just said, oh, you know, when I filled out those documents, I had no idea that I was filling them out incorrectly. And I'm actually a U.S. citizen and I live here in the United States and I'm not a business. I, I'm not making any profit. I'm trading my time for my my income. And so you aren't actually allowed to tax me. That's illegal. And I understand this now and uh, thanks and have a good day. But like I, I, you know, I told you, Ryan, like, you should try this. <laughs> See you should try it because it, 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 what the worst that could happen is, well, actually, the worst that could happen is like you have to go to jail or something. That's a good point, right? I mean, who do you see going to prison for tax evasion? It's people who are owners of giant corporations. You know, people, yeah. people who are businesses who are evading taxes. Do you ever see stories on the news about uh, a guy who owes $5,000 to the government getting locked up and sent to prison? No. And it, it, and is it really evasion if there's no language 
that says that me as a United States citizen, United States citizen is liable to pay for these, these taxes on, on my earned income. So I'm, I'm thinking about it seriously because <laughs> we're, we're coming around the corner here on when they're due. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'd love to not. Well, and I mean, Ryan, if you feel comfortable, like, didn't you not pay your taxes for a while as it is? And like nothing happened really, except for like one day you're just like, I should pay those. And so you paid them. Uh, yeah, exactly. It was um, five years. I didn't file my taxes. Uh, I was in my 20s, just running around the country being a maniac. One day I was paranoid and I called the IRS and I was like, hey, you know, I just want to see how much I owe. But the IRS guy was like, yep, it doesn't look like he owes anything. I'm like, Five years of not filing, I thought there would be a bigger, bigger repercussions for that. I was really surprised. And so that leads me to believe that if I decided not to, would they know? I don't, I don't say that they would. So we'll see. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll report back in, in the, the, the end of the year. We're going to have to, right? I mean, I mean, that's, I forgot this part of the story that for five years you just didn't pay taxes. And then they were like, no, no, you don't owe us anything. I mean, and obviously you didn't get anything back. Tax returns. Like, I mean, that's your money. People get so excited when tax return comes around, but it's like they came came out of your paycheck, dude, and you're getting a refund. It's not here's money from the government. It's a refund. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not it's not free money. Uh, so the fact that I didn't get anything back of my own money, it's, it's like all right, it's fine. I kept all my money that yeah. I didn't make allegedly. It's wild. Anything else that we want to say about this book? No, I I. I I just invite people to, to give it a read, um, be open-minded, and, and see what comes up when you read the pages. You know, How do you feel about it? This book does not contain legal advice. Right? It contains legal information. You should know exactly what you're doing before you attempt the strategies in this book. You have to accept full responsibility for your actions if you're going to read this book and proceed at your own risk. So we invite you to read it, to proceed at your own risk. Please, if you read it or if you uh, thought this conversation was interesting and have initial thoughts, let us know. We want to hear from you. Well, Ryan, if people want to find you online, how do they find you? On TikTok, you can find me at Fill Your Pockets. Uh, and on Instagram, you can find me at Fill Your Pockets underscore. Amazing. And of course, you can find him if you reach out to Power3 Financial. He's a fantastic guy. We we love having him here. We love having him here. Thanks, Ryan. I, thanks so much for joining me. For now, this has been the You're an Asset podcast, where I'm your host, Casey the Dollar, and we find out who is an asset in the financial industry and who is just an ass. I'll see you next week. Bye. The You're an Asset podcast is not giving financial advice. We are not licensed financial advisors, and our licensing is strictly in insurance products. The information that we talk about is specific to the products that we work with. We cannot guarantee that other agents will have the same product features that we discuss on the show.